0: Hello everyone, welcome to a uh, video Twitter mailbag. Dave Burkett here, Detroit Lions beat writer for the Detroit Free Press. And I'm uh, sitting in my kitchen. (laughs) I guess just a a way to pass some time on a Wednesday. I like to do these in the off-season video mailbags to get your questions live, get a couple that we got from Twitter from early on. Sort of a little bit of a lull here in the uh, the NFL schedule. Combine is next week. uh, Free agency, obviously, a couple weeks after that. So some big things on the horizon. Uh, but a little bit of a quiet time before I uh, before I take off for Indy next week. So figure we get to a couple of your questions, and uh, if you have any, feel free to you know shoot them here uh, always. Uh, but I'm gonna scroll through uh, through Twitter here as well, and uh, let's just start off from the uh, from the bottom here. Uh, Jennifer Wilkinson asks she, she says this, she's going to throw me a Carlos type question i don 't know what that means let's see what do you think about uh, an ebron Abdullah and Washington package for New England's first or second rounder since Gronk might retire and Dion Lewis and/or Burkhead might leave his free agents well that's a lot to uh, to, uh, to take in right there. Look first of all, dwayne Washington, I assume that's who you're talking about, not Cornelius, uh, no trade value um, You know, same with Cornelius, I guess. Amir Abdullah, not much trade value. He's cheap, actually. Look, I know people have talked about cutting Amir Abdullah, starting new. Amir Abdullah is cheap this coming season. I I believe his cap number is less than a million dollars. If it's over a million, it's not much. I looked this up the other day. I just don't have the number on the top of my head. Um, So I don't know why, if you're the Lions, you would cut him. You just keep him around, and obviously you're going to draft somebody, and and maybe that's the the replacement. And, uh, Ebron, look... um, you know, I know somebody had passed the stat along to me today on on Twitter that you know he's one of five tight ends with you know before age 24 to put up some crazy numbers and. Or before he's 25, I guess, and he's obviously played more seasons than a lot of these guys since the Lions drafted him at such a young age. But uh, no, you're not going to get a first-round pick. You're not going to get anything like that for Ebron, Abdullah, Washington. I mean, Ebron's going to make 8.25 million dollars this year, and that's uh, that's a lot of money. And uh, you know, even if Gronk retires, I think the Patriots, you know, they'll have some other options. They're a, a smart franchise. That's that's just that's a non-starter. So I guess that's what you're talking about the the Stafford for for Brady trade that he uh, he mentioned not one that I think would uh, uh the Ebron Abdullah Washington that's that's not going to land you a first or second round pick. All right, Mark Ward asks if you could sign one free agent for the Lions, who would it be? Non-Lions only. Um I think you'd have to go with Levion Bell. I mean, you know, if we're just talking about sheer talent, you know, Levion's the he's the biggest difference maker out there. Now, you know, if Levion wants 15 million dollars a year again, that's not something that I would do, but just in the sort of in a in a bubble in a capsule whatever he's he's the the one the biggest impact free agent out there i guess uh you know demarcus lawrence you know that would be the next name that comes to mind um obviously the lions could have ziggy Ansah back though which look i would take demarcus lawrence over ziggy he's younger he's more productive been more productive this past season healthier um, but you know, if Ziggy comes back, you don't have that quite that the same need now. If we're talking more realistic options here, uh, because I don't think the Lions will be in the levy on Bell sweepstakes at the end of the day, even if the the Steelers don't franchise him, and, and it seemed the uh, reports were that they might. You know, I think you're probably looking at uh, you know throw some some you know mid level, upper level, I guess, free agents out at you, but not those guys that are going to break the bank. Star, excuse me, star Low to Lele. You know, the Lions are going to have a need at defensive tackle. He's the guy, uh, the Carolina Panthers defensive tackle, who the, the Lions could take. Though I do think it's a pretty decent year at defensive tackle in free agency. Not great, but I think you can find some guys that, uh, you know, can have, uh, you know, can play some roles for you. I'm just going to give you a couple names here. Shamar Steven, uh, that would be one from Minnesota. You know, Daquan Jones, he's a young enough guy. I, I think there's a few guys out there that maybe you don't have to break the bank, but I I am... I know Starr hasn't maybe lived up to quite the billing that he had uh, coming out of the draft a few years ago, but I think he's a very good player. He could help the Lions. Um, and look, I wouldn't sleep on um, you know cornerbacks either. I know, obviously, Nevin Lawson and uh, DJ Hayden are free agents. I know the Lions will need a cornerback to pair, pair with Darius Slay. You have Tease Tabor right now. You have Quandre who can play slot, who maybe plays safety, depending on what happens with Tavon Wilson if the Lions bring him back. Um, you know, I, I think... Uh, you know, a guy like Tremaine Johnson is probably the best cornerback that's out there. You know, Aaron Colvin's a, another name that, that I like, um, though he's probably, you know, maybe that depends what you do with Quandre. If you want to keep him at safety, you know, Colvin's obviously had some injury history and in... in I don't think he has an interception in his career. I remember looking that up the other day. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that's that's more the level of free agent that the Lions go after this year because I do uh, expect that they will franchise Ziggy Ons. So the Lions have not said as much. Uh, they've been pretty mum about things so far. I was trying to, trying to reach around about that uh, yesterday. Um, feel around and see if I could uh, get anything, and, and didn't didn't get much. So, but I, I do. If I was the Lions, I would franchise Ziggy. I would sign one of those other guys. But Le'Veon Bell, just in a in a bubble, he'd be the best free agent. Uh, all right, let's go to the next question here uh, from Defend the Den. How do you feel about Isaiah Crowell as a potential fit uh, at, for running backs? Twenty six. He's in his prime, strong, explosive, north south runner with some speed, elusiveness. Who protects the ball? Defend the Den loves the fit. Um, you know, look, I, I don't hate it. I mean, again, if I'm the Lions, I'm not spending on uh, you know Le'Veon Bell, that type of money in free agency. You'd be able to get a Crowell or a Carlos Hyde much cheaper. But if I'm the Lions, frankly, I would not spend money on a free agent running back. I'd much rather draft the running back. I don't think you have to do it in round one. I know uh, Mel Kuyper's draft came out today, his, his latest mock draft, and he had Darius Geis uh, going to the Lions at pick number 20. I think the Lions are better served. Drafting a defensive player, probably a defensive lineman, maybe even a cornerback. I was talking to somebody yesterday who said it's a pretty deep draft for cornerbacks. Um, but but I would say, you know, defensive lineman uh, up top there. And then you can get your running back on day two. You know, maybe it's a guy like Sony uh Michelle from from Georgia, uh You know, Nick Chubb, he's got the the injury concerns. I mean, I I think there's going to be a number of guys. You're probably going to miss out on Ronald Jones. You're going to miss out on Geis if you wait till round two. But I think there's a number of guys in that sort of, you know, day two, day three, or day two, round two, round three mix that would, you know, fill the Lions' need at the running back position um, and allow you to uh, invest in positions that maybe you need a little bit more of. Up top, and it's a deep draft at running back this year too. So I think there's a number of running backs that um, you know will should at least fit the bill for the Lions. Uh, you know, at, it, in uh, somewhere in the the day two mold. All right, let me get the next question here. Was from Vince. Vince asks, do you think the Lions should take a look at Sitton? That's Josh Sitton as a short-term left guard solution and free agency. The Bears are letting him walk, and T.J. Lang is recruiting him. For those who didn't see it, T.J. Lang on Twitter yesterday, I think he said, uh, you know, I've got a place for you to stay after after that was announced that, that Sitton was going to be released by the Bears. Uh, look, I, I don't think you want to get into a situation where you have all these, you know, um, you know, veteran injury concern, offensive lineman. I mean, I, I think if, again, if I'm the Lions, I, I, I guess I keep saying, um, you know, uh, draft, and, and maybe I'm I'm running out of draft picks as I do this, but I think ideally it's a strong um, year for interior linemen. I, I think you go with Graham Glasgow at center, uh, you have Lang at left guard, or at right guard, and then left guard, you have Joe Dahl penciled in right now, but but you're able to, you know, draft somebody, let's just say round three, you know, day three even round four or whatever that that maybe can compete for that job and is somebody that you would feel comfortable that in a year or two you could develop to replace TJ Lang let's not forget that you know Lang had his own has his own injury concerns he's obviously getting up there in age excuse me um and you know he's a guy that uh you know, before long, you're going to need a replacement for. So if you get that guy this year in the draft, you don't need him to be a starter right away. Maybe he competes with with Joe Dahl, but maybe it's just your, your backup for, for TJ Lang. I think that's, you know, you look at the way that Bob Quinn is drafted, right? He took that left tackle, Taylor Decker, year one, um, even though he had Riley Reif, knew that, that that was going to be a pressing issue coming up down the road. Um, last year, obviously, they they had that need at, at. um you know, linebacker uh, in in round one, and and they took that. But he took round two, teased Tabor, knowing that you were going to have a need at cornerback uh, coming up in 2018. I think even you go back the year before, You know, a a lot of Bob's picks, uh, let's say day two type picks, Ashaun Robinson the other year, uh, you know, Kenny Galladay last year, have been that forward looking where you know somebody's coming up on free agency. You know you need that. They can play maybe a little bit as a rookie, but really um, they're going to be guys that that contribute big time down the road. So I, I think that's where you need a running back, obviously, to play right away. You need a defensive end. Uh, some pass rush to, to, play right away and also to fill in for Ziggy. But I think, you know, you, you don't want to overthink this here, but you need to get an offensive guard that can play or can, that can fill in for TJ Lang when Lang is ready to leave. If the injuries continue or, or once, once, uh, his contract is up two years from now. Um, all right. Uh, next one, let's see. Gus, Gus Ryan says, where does Matt Patricia rank among active head coaches with two first names? Uh, Number one, I don't know. That, well, there's Marvin Lewis, I guess that might be another one with two first names, but not a, not the biggest Marvin Lewis fan these days. Uh, who else? Gus Bradley's not a head coach anymore, uh, though. Gus was he was a good guy to talk to, right? you know. But but look, I, I think Patricia. Bottom line is this: I'm Patricia, right? I think Patricia has a chance. Um, you know, he he's the type of guy that. He he loves being where he is. I mean, it's something that, you know, I was thinking about this the other night when he walked out for his his press conference. um, I don't know if they showed this on, on the broadcast feed or if you guys saw any of this, but, you know, he sort of got these big eyes and he looked at his wife and kids and family and everybody was sitting there and sort of, you know, had this like, oh, it's happening to us, you know, sort of look on his face, like genuine excitement to be a head coach in the NFL. You know, knows that he's putting a lot of work. Not going to change at all once he gets there. But generally excited to be in the NFL. I, I just think by telling from his his body language, um, you know, it's something that. That you know this means a lot to him. He's excited about this opportunity, and he has a shot to to be good because he doesn't take himself too serious in that regard. You're going to see a lot of Patriot Way type stuff from him. You know he's probably not going to answer a whole lot of uh, questions, the probing questions that we we might want to ask. But players respond to him. He's the type of guy I've said this before that you might want to just go out and have a beer with, right? And I think there's something to be said about that. He's going to be demanding on players. That's what everybody says. He's a very demanding type. He wants things done exactly the way he wants them done. But I think he has a good rapport with players as well. And and so I think, look, at the end of the day, it's about the players and certainly, you know, some of the assistant coach questions or, you know, I, I have my own concerns with. I mean, there's a lot of Syracuse guys, a lot of guys that don't have um, you know, NFL experience on the staff. Matt's going to run the defense. So the Paul Pasqualoni defensive coordinator, you know, at 70, whatever, I, that doesn't, you know, offend me much. I, I don't, that, that's not, a, it's going to be Matt's defense. You know, you have Cooter on offense. So um, there's some continuity there, but um, I think you know, Patricia, give him the right players. I, you know, I'd like to see where where this thing goes. All right, I'll get back to the Twitter ones in a second. Greg's asking about Le'Veon Bell here, Greg. That was, you know, one of the questions I just asked answered a, a few minutes ago was about. Who, pick one free agent, uh, you know, that if I could give him to the Lions. And Le'Veon's the guy. Look, I I don't think it's going to happen at the end of the day. And the money and, you know, all that stuff is going to factor into it. And and quite frankly, Pittsburgh might franchise him. I mean, it it seems to be the way that, you know, the signs are pointing. So is he going to end up a Lion at the end of the day? No. Would I spend $15 million on him in free agency? Uh, you know, no, I don't. I don't think I would, uh, given his injury history, his suspension history, uh, you know, his usage, all that. But I do think, just in terms of players that are available, he is the best player that's going to be available, the most dynamic player. Um, you know, maybe you could argue Kirk Cousins, I guess, because he's the quarterback. But I just think Le'Veon Bell would would you know be a, a great addition to the Lions. I just don't see that happening at the end of the day. Um, all right uh let's see two fly asks uh how do we join this Two fly I hope you're <laughs> I sent a link earlier and and it was just to the free press sports page. It wasn't to this because it hadn't started yet all right Brandon asks, do you think the r p o offense is starting to trend, and will Patricia have a hard time with it now coaching the lions defense against it um yeah, i mean look you know n f l teams take concepts from college all the time and adapt them to the n f l and we saw obviously. We've seen, you know, some of the the RPOs, run pass option plays, um, become a little more in vogue this year. I think you have to have the right quarterback to run some of it, you know, to run it extensively at least. We saw the Eagles do that a little bit. Um, so look, it, it's not going to be, you know, a, a team's primary offense. I don't think, um, but yeah, I I think. Um, you will see more and more of it in the NFL, and especially as a way for young quarterbacks when you come into the NFL, maybe as a way for, for them to feel comfortable. Um, you know, with with what they're doing, and in a way for teams to you know close that experience gap, I guess, and, and win some. So I, I do think you're going to see more and more of the the run pass option in the NFL. But I don't think it's going to overtake the NFL by any means. I don't think it's something you're going to see a whole lot of Matthew Stafford doing because you know he's the type of guy that you know you don't have to do that with. He's got the arm. You don't want to put him in harm's way. Um, but yes, Brandon, I, I do think you're going to see more and more RPOs. And as for you know, Patricia defending it, look, I think the Eagles were a very good team. I don't read too much into that Super Bowl performance. I haven't gone back and watched how many RPOs they, they even ran. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, and there's Two Fly uh, uh, logging in. Glad you found it, Tim. Um, but no, I, I don't think... Um, uh, I, I wouldn't read too much into the, the Super Bowl performance and the way the Patriots played defense against the Eagles and, and some of the struggles that they had. I think some of that was about personnel. The Patriots, frankly, did not have a, a you know great defensive personnel. And, and I thought the Lions, I said this after I watched them in the AFC Championship game, I thought the Lions had a little bit better defensive personnel than the Patriots did last year. So I'm anxious to see what Matt Patricia can do with whatever personnel he has on defense going forward because, again, the Lions have, I think it's seven key free agents on the defensive side of the ball. Ansa Nada, Tavon Wilson, Hayden uh, Lawson, Tair Whitehead, uh, Paul Warlow, even throw him in the mix because he started a bunch there. Um, so they have an opportunity to revamp some of that defense to get some players in that, that Patricia, you know, sort of wants to build that defense in in the image that he really wants. And uh, yeah, I think that's uh, so I'm anxious to see what he can do. I don't I, I don't have a huge concern about him in the Lions defending RPOs going forward. Jared Davis is a guy that will help that. I think you need, you know, they Patriots have typically liked a little bit bigger linebacker than Jalen Reeves Maven, but he's got some speed. He can run side to side. So so we'll see. Um, all right, let's uh, keep going here. Brandon asks, uh, Facebook, he's just commenting on Facebook. He doesn't do Facebook me either, actually. Brandon, aside from right here with the uh, with the Facebook live chats, uh, Jay Harley, how excited is the Lions beat to now have an articulate coach that answers questions honestly and forthright? Uh, and Caldwell was a good man, but his pressers were yawns all around. If anything, it's nice for readers to hear Patricia answer direct questions. Well. Listen, I said this already that um, I don't think you're going to get, you know, you're, you're still going to get a lot of the Patriot way, you know, not answering some of these questions, not, um, you know, shedding much light on game plans. I mean, I'm hopeful that that Matt's a little more open and, and um, you know, somebody said uh, after his press conference the other day that, you know, he says a lot without saying a lot you know he doesn't say a lot but he uses a lot of words he you know he kind of lulls you into feeling like he's telling you something but but he's really not and i think there's some truth to that i mean look i i didn't at the super bowl i didn't expect for him to say much about if anything about the lions uh you know the one thing i will say you know there were times when people would ask him about a specific player, uh, Malcolm Brown, let's just say, and, you know, they'd ask about Malcolm Brown and he'd say, you know, I mean, in, in general, our defensive line has been playing blah, blah, blah. And so I think that's something that you, that you have to get used to that, uh, maybe I'm asking a specific question about a player, a, a scheme, a team, whatever, and he answers it in more general ways. So I, I think like with most coaches, uh, you know, fans will find some of his answers to be frustrating. But as I've said, you know, Matt is a very personable guy. Um, I think he's he's genuine in his you know love and and you know excitement to be where he is and and yeah I think uh, his press conferences will be a little more upbeat lively but at the end of the day it's about winning if he's in year four where Caldwell was in year four it's going to be the same thing so we'll see um, I'm hopeful at least for for this fall all right Tim on here asks would I bring Nada back on a one year vet minimum deal. And Greg, in case I get bumped off, he says, any freezing cornerbacks, I think they might go after. All right, Tim, um, on Nada. Uh, Nada would like to be back. Uh, He's told Bob Quinn as much. He plans on playing again. Um, And, you know, I I think a lot of it's going to come down to money. Uh, Frankly, I mean, if you're Haloti Nada you're not going to play for a vet minimum type deal. You know, you're, you're going to play one year because I think this is will be his last year. He's 34 years old. At some point, he wants to go spend time with the family. He likes it here in Detroit, the metro Detroit area. You know, he's not looking to break the bank, but I think he played for $5.5 or so last year, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, as I said, it's, it's a decent year for defensive tackles out there. So if you're the Lions and if you can get a guy like a Shamar Steven from from the Vikings or – You know who else did I say earlier? Uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, Daquan Jones. um, You know, maybe you you go that road. I mean, I I think Nata still has plenty to give. We saw how that run defense fell apart. I think he would be good in the Lions' defense. He can play some nose. He can get upfield a little bit. Obviously, not much of a pass rusher. But if you're the Lions, you also have to know that he hasn't played a full season since 2011. I think it is a full 16 game season. So you're probably going to get you know, 13, 14 games out of him. So you need to have some reinforcements as well. So maybe you sign one of those other guys. You got Akeem Spence, you got Ashawn Robinson coming back. Maybe you want to draft the defensive tackle too, because this is going to be Haloti, not his last season. So um would I bring him back? Yes, but it would have to be for the right price. Uh, I don't know if my right price would be Haloti's right price. You know, like I said, he's, you know, he's not in a situation where he's trying to break the bank, but he also knows what he's worth on the open market. So, uh, maybe he could find a home with Terrell Austin and Cincy, or back in Baltimore. I think he would have options if he wanted to to go out and uh, test the market. All right, Greg. As for any free agent cornerbacks, I think the Lions might go after. You know, still a little too early for me to know um, sort of who's on the Lions' board to target. Uh, a lot of that, you know, you start to hear some whispers in Indy next week at the combine. But, and, and I've said this as well, it's a it's going to be a good cornerback draft. I was talking to somebody yesterday. NFL type who uh, who told me that uh, you know he thinks it's going to be a strong year for corners and he thinks because it's such a, a down year for defensive linemen for for pass rushers in particular that um, there'll be a run on corners in free agency and in the draft that that people will tend to to spend up to sign some of those corners because you know there's obviously so many ways you can build a defense right and if you if you don't have a, a dominant pass rush then you really need to have a, a really good back end to, to give those you know, those, those, those your, your defensive front time to get after the, the uh, quarterback. So maybe you'll see some of that in free agency where somebody tries to pair a Tremaine Johnson with, uh, you know, another, you know, top cornerback or Malcolm Butler with another top cornerback. Um, in order to build a really strong secondary. Now, I think the Lions have the makings of a pretty good secondary. They had a good secondary last year. Darius Slay had a really nice season. Glover Quinn is still playing at a high level. Obviously, Quandre Diggs. I think you could see Tavon Wilson come back given the, the old Patriots, Matt Patricia connection. You know, that's a the Patriots used a lot of safety, three safety looks in their nickel and, and dime packages. So you could see... Um, I think you'll see at least uh, you know Quandre Glover and Tavon if he re- if he returns playing a lot together. Uh, you have Slay on one side, you have Tease Tabor, you have Jamal Agnew, um, who will or should at least play more as a as a, a, a nickel guy. Um, but you still need one vet there, and the Lions have 45 million or so in, in cap room. Take out 17 and a half million that they might sign Ziggy with. I still think. That you know you could spend on a decent cornerback. I mentioned Aaron Colvin before. You know I don't know that they would be in the, you know the, the Tremaine Johnson mix. I, it's going to take a little more investigating to find out what happened with Malcolm Butler. You know if he would consider playing for for Patricia after he got benched. Um, you know he might get a little bit more money from some team on the the open market that doesn't have a sleigh. But you know I, I think I wouldn't rule out that you know Patriots connection there. Um, you know, So I, I think the Lions will have options. Uh, Vontae Davis is obviously making his free agent tour right now. Haven't heard the Lions connected with him yet. So I think there's some guys that you know could be fits. Um, let me just scroll through my little screen here and see if there's anything else. Uh, I mentioned Colvin. Yeah, you know, some of these other guys. Patrick Robinson, he had a really good year this year, but he's 30 or 31 years old. I don't know that you'd want to... You know, spend big on him, especially when you have Quandre who can play some some nickel. I think you need an outside cornerback, and you know maybe it might come down to bringing a guy like DJ Hayden back. You know, I mean, Hayden was, what, a $3 million cornerback? I think you're going to sign a cornerback in that 3 to $5 million range, assuming you bring Ziggy back. You don't bring Ziggy back, then you can spend some more money on a defensive tackle and a cornerback. But, uh, you know, I, I could see I could see a, a Colvin because he's a young enough guy, and EJ Gaines. I mean, I, I think there's guys like that that are maybe not that top, top level of cornerback, not that Tremaine Johnson, but that, that next one down, I think that's ultimately who you'll see the Lions get in the mix on. Um, all right, Joe asks: uh, Drafting a running back in round two, or going after a free agent uh, like a Deion Lewis or Carlos Hyde? Deion's one that we did not talk about earlier. Um, again, I, I think the Lions' best bet here is to draft a running back, just given the wear and tear of the position, given um, you know the, the the strength of the running back crop in the dra- draft, given really the the need for it down the road. I talked about Bob, you know, looking at positions and drafting for positions down the road. Um, the Lions are going to need a running back here too. This is Amir Abdullah, the last year in his contract. You know Theo Riddick doesn't have any more guaranteed money. He's got these wrist problems that keep popping up. He had the double wrist surgery last year. You know he missed time with the wrist injury again this year. He's a receiver anyways. So I think if you're the Lions, you need a running back. And I wouldn't rule it out in round one. Darius guys, Ronald Jones. I think both those guys could fit. I'm more on the draft one on, on day two train because I just think that's. You know, where the value will be that you might be able to get a pass rusher uh, early on in the draft, and then you can get a running back, and you can still get a quality running back, somebody who can play a lot for you, who can be your, you know, heir apparent, whether, you know, Amir Abdullah is still the starter or not, but who can be the guy that takes over in 2019, probably plays right away in 2018. Uh, and maybe as your starter right away in 2018, I would rather do that if I'm the Lions than go out and spend money in free agency on Carlos Hyde or Dion Lewis or some of these other guys that that have a lot of or don't have a lot of tread on their tire because I think you do that you know you you. Talk yourself into thinking it's not as big a need in the draft where really it's a big need when you look at the way that this team is built and for down the road. So wouldn't rule out those running backs. Haven't heard at least, you know, like last year that they weren't going to go after a running back. But I think, uh, you know, there's there's probably better uses of their their resources. Um, all right. I know I had another question on here on, on uh, Twitter that I'm going to get to before we sign off. If you got any more here, be sure to ask them before I sign off too. Um, This stat, I'm just uh, retweeting this here, I'll tell you guys this here, I mentioned this about Ebron earlier, it's from Pat Thorman and EJ, thanks EJ for sending this along my way. He said five tight ends have accumulated 185-plus catches, 2,000-plus yards, 10 touchdowns through their age 24 seasons. Four of them are Hall of Famers, Kellen Winslow, Gronkowski, Jason uh, Witten, Tony Gonzalez, and the fifth is Eric Ebron. It's good company, obviously, but as I mentioned, you know, Ebron, I think, has played more seasons than those other guys. Um, all right, here's a question from uh, TD, sort of along the lines of what we were just talking about. What do you feel is most important and in what rounds, offensive line, defensive line, running back? etc you know who would be the best to come in and start day one all right um you know big believer obviously in in best available but um you know you sort of slot that into needs so I think if you go into the if you're the Lions and you go into the draft, you know, with a uh, a thought of what you want to do, right? I I would say pass rusher in round one because no matter what you do with Ziggy, let's say you bring him back on the franchise tag, you still need somebody for next year. You don't have a whole lot of pass rush. You got Anthony Zettel and, and Kerry Hyder, but Hyder's coming off that that injury. Who knows what's going to happen with Cornelius Washington? I mean, he's you know, if you d- decided to part ways with him, that's three point eight million dollars in cap room you clear up, or maybe about three million, because I guess he has the the prorated. But he's on the books for you know almost four million this year. Um, so if I'm the Lions, I would I would hope that in my ideal world I could grab a, a pass rusher in round one. Um, I think in round two, you know, you're running back or cornerback, depending on, on what's around. Because again, it's a deep draft for cornerback. You can never have too many cornerbacks. We still don't know exactly what T's Tabor is. Even if T's Tabor is a pretty good corner, I think you still need one. Um, you know, So I wouldn't hesitate to grab a corner if there's a good one sitting there. But let's say running back in round two, just based on um, you know the positional need and, and the depth at that position. Round three, I think that's where you're looking at offensive guard or cornerback. Uh, or interior lineman, I guess I should say, or cornerback. I think that would be, if I had to slot needs, um, you know, based on strength and, and, you know, positional value, that's sort of what I would look at in the draft. Those would be my top three positions or top four positions, I guess, that I could hit. But I said this as well, you know, the Lions do have a little bit of a need at tight end. They do, uh, you know, especially if they don't bring Fells back. Um, You know, they, uh, depending on on what they want to do at linebacker, they might need a bigger linebacker than Jalen Reeves-Maben. You know, so I I think, I think they, uh, you know, they have some needs. It's going to be interesting to see how they fill all these in in free agency and in the draft. But ultimately, defensive end is the top of my list. Running back is number two, because those are the two areas the Lions really struggled with last year. All right. uh, I think that's all the questions I have on Twitter. So, uh, we've been going at this for about a half hour now, so I'm going to sign off. But I appreciate everybody, as always, joining me up here on, on Facebook Live and Freep.com. And I've said this before, I would like to do the Twitter mailbags uh, by video, I guess, in the off season, just to you know, interact with you guys a little bit more on here. So we'll keep this up. Probably not going to do one next week because it's uh, the combine and I will be in Indy uh, from Tuesday on. Uh, So make sure you you tune in for all of our coverage from there. Maybe we'll try to do it the week after, depending on what my schedule is like. Free agency obviously starts in mid-March. I think it's the the 12th. So hopefully we can knock out another uh, video Twitter mailbag before then to answer any of your free agent questions and follow up on some draft stuff. But thanks again for joining me here. On uh, Facebook Live and Freep.com, it's been uh, been fun as always. If you got any other questions, be sure to hit me up on Twitter, or shoot me an email, and uh, yeah, we'll do it again. Enjoy your uh, your the rest of your your Wednesday afternoon, and uh, thanks as always for following me on Twitter and, and joining me on Facebook Live and Freep.com.